Hey there, uh, this is Andrew. Welcome to another episode of Better Know an Archetype. This episode we're going to be talking about a specific type of combo archetype that is going to rely on a rule of six um, getting excessive uses out of something in a turn. So um, in pre one of the previous combo episodes, I talked about um, library access nepenthseed and and uh, one of the things that limits that combo which ends up drawing um, most of your cards into your hand is that you can only play each card a maximum of six times play and or use a card so for example a um if you have three phase shifts in a library access nepenthseed deck it's not necessarily that much better than having two or maybe even one because because uh, you can only play phase shift six times total, even across three copies of it. So, uh, so you have to, and oftentimes you you need to track that to execute a combo like that because, you know, it could be that you need to do it a seventh time in order to win, and and that's going to be important. So, okay, having said that, um. Here we're going to be talking about some more rule of six stuff. These all involve using creatures. So, um, yeah, these all involve using creatures, and uh, and so so they're they're going to stay in this this category of um, I don't know. This is like rule of six use as opposed to the play-based rule of six, but play-based rule of six is kind of gone um, because of the, the library access uh, errata. So, all right. Um, with that said, oh, the other thing I'll say is there are some really neat combos you can do that involve using multiple creatures. So you might have like a, uh, a Chan with a universal translator on it that reaps to use a um, to use an Ulik Mega Mouth that uses something else that you know like there's the those kinds of things those are super cool but I'm not uh, I'm not really covering them because they don't involve using the same card or the same card by name anywhere near six times um, and the other thing I'll say is sometimes when these combos that I am going to cover, sometimes when they fire, they won't result in using them six times because part of the issue with them being board-based is uh, if your opponent has certain board states, uh, they your combo can stall out just because it's been battered. You know, your creatures have been destroyed by fighting or something like that. So... That's a caveat, the limitation on this. Uh, it's pretty devastating, though, to have these combos fire against you when you don't have boards. So, okay. With that said, we're going to start with Grey Rider. And I included uh, Badge Magus here, or as I like to call her, Bajemagus, um, because Badge Magus is sort of theoretically a, better than Grey Rider in some ways. The thing that Grey Rider is great for is 
that uh, it works just it works on play and so so that gives us a distinct advantage but uh, the idea here is that if you have two gray riders in your hand and your opponent has no creatures on the board you can hit rule of six and the sequence goes like this play gray rider uh, number one it's exhausted play gray rider number two it readies Grey Rider number one and tries to make it fight. Grey Rider number one can't fight because there's nothing there, so it stays ready. You're at two at this point on the rule of six counter, right? You've done two plays. The ready doesn't count. But now you're going to reap with the second Grey Rider, and this causes the first Grey Rider to ready and try to fight. It can't, so it stays ready. Now you've generated one amber at this point, um, and you're at three uses. So now you reap with the second gray rider, with the first gray, you reap with the second gray rider. This is going to ready the first gray rider. You're at four now, and you have two amber. And anyway, by the end of it, you get to six, you get to four amber and six uses. Um, and you're it, the end state there is you have a gray rider that's ready, but you can't use it because of rule of six. Um, now, if they sit on the board and your opponent doesn't throw anything out there, boom, you can you can just do it more. You can really abuse that. Um, Badge Magus is cool because it's using both neighbors. So theoretically, if you could do it, you might be getting more value. Um, the other limitation that Badge Magus has is it only triggers on fight. So she needs something to fight in order to make her neighbors do anything so it's just a little more limited but uh because she's a four power and not two power that that's pretty nice and and uh you might have larry or something like that okay so but because gray rider is only two power you can kind of imagine if you have any board state then that is going to peter out unless your unless your opponent like has something that they can do like with the first gray rider play that's going to mess it up so anyway uh but when it happens it's really cool and you know decks that have three or more of these it's a common so decks that have three or more of these can really go crazy if uh if they get those with you not having a board okay um so that is gray rider let me go on to the next one and this came out in the same set uh, Grey Rider came out in AOA, but came back in Mass Mutation. Um, Drummernaut came out in AOA and has only ever existed in AOA. And uh, and Drummernaut is a pretty cool creature. It's been errated, but it says uh, return, play, fight, reap, return another friendly giant creature to your hand. So, um, okay, that's that's a cool effect. What other um, what other things, what other giants might exist? Well, here what I'm searching for is two drummer knots and two ganger chieftains. And you get that ganger chieftain in there. What happens is uh, you play the ganger chieftain next to the drummer knot. It lets you fight or maybe reap with the drummer knot. And then the fight or reap effect of the drummer knot lets you return the ganger chieftain back to your hand. And then you can play it again to use the drummer knot again. Um, if your opponent doesn't have a board, then it goes something like this. Play drum or not. I'll, I'll try to do it this way. Play drum or not once. Play Ganger Chieftain once. It 
it readies the drummer knot. Reap with the drummer knot. Return the ganger chieftain to your hand. So, drummer knot's at two. Play ganger chieftain. Ready the drummer knot. Reap with the drummer knot. Return the ganger chieftain. Play the ganger chieftain a third time, and so forth. And you can get, um, if you play the drummer knot that turn, that's going to count for one. So you can end up getting uh, five amber out of that in one turn, um, which is which is pretty good. So you can really you can really go crazy. And if you're doing other stuff, it just all adds up um, pretty fast. Now you don't you only need one ganger chieftain and one drummer knot for this to work. But because they're both commons, it's it's fairly common to get multiples. Here's a deck that has two of one and four of the other. That is, that's pretty crazy. And a little underappreciated in my book is using Drummer Knot to return Bramo as well. Just depending on the situation, sometimes that can be even better. But um, but oftentimes you can do something like you do the Ginger Chieftain a bunch of times, fighting the Drummer Knot into elusive creatures or whatever, and then. Um, and then the last time you would use Drummer Knot, uh, instead of returning the Ganger Chieftain, return the Bramo and play it a second time. So there's cool stuff like that that you can do um, with Drummer Knot and Ganger Chieftain. So that is a, that's a fun combo. Um, and yeah, like I said, if your opponent has no board, boom, you have hit Rule of Six. Also, I'll, I'll also just point out, because you're, you're in Bromnar here, and you tend to have giant creatures, and the creatures that are part of the combo are themselves big. Um, this tends to be a little better than Grey Rider at like plowing through a little bit of board on the other side to break out into being able to just do the reap combo, um, which is nice. So, okay, that's Gangernaut, or Drummer Chieftain, or whatever you want to call it. I call it Gangernaut. Um, okay, and then... The, the last one I'm going to cover here is one, this is an insane combo. And here what we're searching for is Cincinnatus Rex and Golden Spiral, really. Although I included Legatus Raptor in the search because it's theoretically possible to do it with Legatus Raptor. Let me, uh, it, it's, tends to, it's better with Golden Spiral. So the, the, Two parts of the combo here are our Golden Spiral, which is an artifact that says action, exalt a friendly creature, ready and use that creature. And then Cincinnatus Rex, who is a rare card, a rare uh, six power, four armor dinosaur soldier um, who gets destroyed if there are no enemy creatures, but says fight, you may exalt Cincinnatus Rex if you do ready each other friendly card. And um, and so the the sort of core loop here of the combo is you have a ready golden spiral, you play Cincinnatus Rex, you action the golden spiral to fight with Cincinnatus Rex. You do so, and then you exalt the Cincinnatus Rex again, and you ready all your other creatures. Um, and that includes the golden spiral. So now you can, so, um, so you've just fought with Cincinnatus Rex, but the golden spiral is now ready again, and you can do it again. Um, so where this combo can fall off a little bit is you, it really depends on being able to keep fighting with the Cincinnatus Rex. If you blow up your opponent's board, it's going to fizzle a little bit. And also if, uh, if, if, you, if you blow up the Cincinnatus Rex, it's going to fizzle a little bit. 
However, a six power four armor, that's pretty large. Um, and the, the really crazy part here is that, yeah, you're getting the use of Cincinnati Rex, but if it were a rule of six, have to fight every time, I would be a lot less keen on it. But part of the thing is you're readying all your other creatures. So if you have a, uh, if you have, you know, three Tracerian Legionaries, a Ludo and a Brachus, or, or let's say you have a Philophosaurus, holy cow then you're getting to reap with Philophosaurus like five or six times on this turn, which is, and so you get to rule of six with your Philophosaurus, which is really good. I mean, getting to add five cards, five or six cards to your hand, archive five or six cards, and discard five or six cards is, I mean, that is insane. Getting to sift through 15 or 18 cards is totally, in, in a turn, is totally crazy. So... Uh, so that can be that can be just a really really nice effect. Um, so yeah, and and there's other creatures that work well too, right? Like uh, Ludo makes it so that if you do blow up your Cincinnatus, it doesn't help your opponent. Uh, in some cases, you could be generating twice as much amber with a Quest or Darda. Um, just there's good stuff that could be happening here. Uh, yeah, and the but again that core loop is kind of uh, you need something that will let you use ready and use the Cincinnati Rex, and then you need uh, other things for it to use. Now you can do this with Legatus Raptor in place of the Golden Spiral, but it's a little more fragile because Legatus Raptor is a four power creature with one armor. So unless your opponent just has a board full of elusive. Um, that's going to peter out pretty quickly. Um, there's an additional... Okay, so I'll show you some degenerate stuff. So first, I'm not going to show you this, but uh, I have seen a deck out there, and I know there are more, that have Cincinnati Rex, Golden Spiral, and Livia the Elder. And what Livia the Elder can do is turn your fight and reap effects into fight slash reap effects that can trigger on either... And so if you take this Cincinnatus Rex fight ability and turn it into a reap ability, uh, things get way crazier because now you don't even have to worry about the opponent's board. You're just doing your rule of six thing, reaping with all your creatures. Um, here's another, this is a deck of mine that has kind of a degenerate setup here. And um, this actually uses... Um, some crosshouse combinations, but it works pretty well because mostly because it has three Ganger Chieftains, and so those are reliably available. But in this combo, uh, we rely on Compsos Haruspecs, which turns creatures' play effects into play reap effects. And so that means that Ganger Chieftain now, if it reaps, can ready and fight with the neighboring creature. Additionally, uh, we have cards like Legatus Raptor, which lets us ready and use another friendly creature, or Order Hisaro, who has a play effect um, that readies and uh, that readies its neighbors and turns them into House Sarian. And so, if you turn that into a Reap effect, you can do crazy stuff. So the 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 real loop here is to just have a Ganger Chieftain on the board, have a Compsos Horror Specs on the board, 
and play the Orator Hisaro next to the Ganger Chieftain. When you do that, it's going to ready the Ganger Chieftain, and the Ganger Chieftain can fight something. Um, and then, uh, but if there's nothing to fight, then what the Ganger Chieftain can do is it can reap, because uh, it stays ready, and then you reef with it. And when you reef with it, you ready your Orator Hisaro. Now, remember, theoretically, there's nothing to fight here, so the Order Hisaro just stays ready. And now we can reap with the Order Hisaro and ready the Ganger Chieftain and the other neighbor of Order Hisaro again, and so forth until we hit Rule of Six. Um, Legatus Raptor and Golden Spiral just give another extra little kickstart in there so that if there is like a, a need to fight with something, we can kind of get back into the loop. With either Golden Spiral or Legatus Raptor. Um, yeah, so that can be pretty crazy. Now, this deck, for example, um, doesn't have great Amber Control, so if you pull that combo off and uh, have, you know, suddenly 18 Amber sitting on your creatures, there's a Ludo, but other than that, you might be in trouble. So, um, so that, that can be a fun thing that can happen here, but. Um, Anyway, but it is possible to, it's not even really rule of six because you're really hitting rule of six with three separate creatures in the combo, but it's very fun. And then the last thing, and this is a lot harder to get to actually rule of six, but it's not totally impossible. Um, and that is brainstem antenna. Um, so brainstem antenna uh, just wants you to have a lot of Mars creatures in your hand and you play the brainstem antenna on a non-Mars creature and suddenly uh, it becomes Mars and it readies itself when you play a Mars creature. So theoretically, if you put Brain Cementana on, say, a Professor Sutterkin and then proceed to play six Mars creatures, you can reap with Sutterkin in between each play, and that becomes really crazy. And then one of the fun things about this particular deck is that you add in Hypnobeam, and it's possible, uh, I had one game I remember where I Hypnobeamed my opponent's Umbra, put Brainstem Antenna on the Umbra, and then got three uses out of the Umbra that turn. So now this tends to be limited uh, and not actually hit Rule of Six because you are because you have to deal with what's in your hand. And the deck has some draw, but it doesn't have really any archives. So uh, so you're kind of stuck playing what you have, and so it's it's not uncommon to get like three uses out of the brain cementana, but it's not likely that you're going to get, you know, actually hit rule of six. Um, but it's heading that direction. So anyway, but that's a, that's brain cementana. Um, there might be enablers of this sort of, you know, rule of six shenanigans that I'm just not thinking of. And if so, I would love for you to give me feedback in the comments and tell me what I'm missing. Um, but uh, but anyway, in general here, the idea is uh, do you know do a bunch of stuff. Um, if you're playing against something you think might try to do this, um, one of the best things you can do, especially against the Brahminar and Sanctum combos, is um, is just to try to get ahead on board because that means they're going to have to those ready and fight abilities are going to make them actually have to fight and not just sit there and reap. So um, having a heavy board presence can really help against this sort of thing. 
Um, other than that, I think, uh, yeah, having some scaling amber control so that even if they do totally run away, you can kind of grab on and, and uh, use it to your advantage. That can be really helpful. Um, and otherwise, some of these like to have combos stay on the board, have pieces of combos stay on the board. You know, if you know your opponent has four gray riders and you see one on the board, you probably need to kill it pretty quickly. Um, and so think about that sort of thing. With Bravnar, you know, you, you might kill the drum or not if you know that they have uh, four ganger chieftains or something, right? So you got to kind of make the call based on what's in front of you. Um, but for a lot of these, being board-based can help. For the brainstem antenna thing, I, you know, deck disruption can help, but otherwise they're, you know, if they draw the stuff, they're just going to do it to you. Um, and, uh, and you got to hope that you have fun with it. Um, anyway, okay, so that was the sort of uh, rule of six bait targeted combo set of combos and in, in uh, Keyforge archetypes. Um, again, if you, if there are some that I missed, I'd love to hear about it. If, uh, you know, if you have thoughts on this as an archetype or you, you have an archetype that you really want me to cover, then I would welcome hearing from you. Um, oh, and I'll just give a quick shout out. Um, I spent uh, last weekend in uh, in Milwaukee doing the Keyforge Live thing, and it was just such a blast and a huge, really, really huge thanks to everybody who helped put that on. Um, I, uh, yeah, just met excellent people out there and... Um, really thankful that my daughter and I got to do it. So um, thanks. Uh, thanks for watching. And I hope that this was helpful for you and that you will get out and forge some keys.